Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 133 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where I ask you guys, what do Huskies and our guests have in common? They both love to shed. She's been making incredible DIY content out of her shed, showing us how to do pro-level work in any size space. It's open season on AWP, boys. The DIY Huntress, Samurai Mondi, is here. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. Wow, that, that was, was like good, Pete. Legit that was good. Intro. That was awesome. Right. That was dope. I've been practicing <laughs> all day. A- Oh, man, in front of the mirror. <laughs> Pete's such a good hype man. He's so good at this. He's pro. He's pro. Did you like, like my dad his, joke? Uh, one. Was it good? The yeah. Huskies? That was good. That was good. The that was Huskies. Good. Can I just like yeah, hire you to be my hype man? Can you just follow me around and hype me up all the time? That was awesome. I'm telling you, Pete Pete needs to monetize his hype abilities. It's good. He needs to figure <laughs> out how to monetize that. Separate stream of revenue. Cameo. Hey, yeah, listen, listen. Like uh, Pete just said, Sam is joining us from DIY Huntress. We're really excited to to talk to Sam. It's always fun talking to Sam. She's uh she's great. So, um, but before we do any of that, we're gonna talk about our patrons. Big thank you to our patrons for helping sponsor this show. You guys are great. We really appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything you guys do. Also, thank you to our other sponsor. Just kidding. We don't have another sponsor this week. It's just the patrons. So, um, <laughs> anyway, anyone supporting uh, our Pete, Etsy shop to buy some dope AWP shirts? Is that still a thing? It is. We still have yeah, one? Yeah, we sold so like several single digit shirts this year. Let's go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we should probably discuss like maybe maybe talk about that every once in a while. Maybe once more than every six every three quarters or so. Go pick up some merch for <laughs> like, grandma. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, see, grandma loved I was hoping that you guys had a really random sponsor. You guys would be like Thanks oh, that'd be like great! Yeah, craft mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> craft mac and cheese. The dude, do you I have wish. the blue box blues? <laughs> yeah, we'd be rolling in that craft money. Are you kidding me? That'd be oh, amazing. God. I was like bracing myself for impact. <laughs> I wish I was we so had sponsors excited. like that. My dream would be like Hellman's Mayo or something. <laughs> uh, How do we get that? Why do you sponsor? always say that? You're always saying my dream is Hellman's Mayo. No, anyway, <laughs> Pete, do your thing. Ask her your questions. Oh. Make it weird. Make I'm going to change it up this week. <laughs> Sam, what is your villain origin story? You're clearly the most evil woodworker out there. How? Do, what? Who hurts you to make you the way you are? Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, like who it. hurt me? My dad hurt me when he said that I needed a job in the summer as a teenager. And then he forced That's me to rude. go to job sites with him. <laughs> and he forced me to learn wow. woodworking. And what a monster. Now I just build everything. Um, yeah. But no, that's really my origin story. My dad was like, you can't just sit home and be a lazy teenager. Please do something with your life. And then brought me to job <laughs> sites, taught me how to use a bunch of tools. And yeah, then I started a woodworking business in college. And here we are, baby. And then you became an influencer. That'll show you, dad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> got my phd in psychology and now i'm on youtube full time she messes Let's with go. your brains <laughs> there's a secret message uh, in every one of our pieces of content just oh, so yeah, you guys subliminal know. message in every single one you gotta watch talk real about close that, sam let's talk about your your past life and what you did and how long you did that for because i think it's important i mean you you talk about that in your content but i mean the people here li- listening to this i mean really 
you you were a psychologist, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. So at, at a school. At a school. I mean, it's mm-hmm. at during a time when kids were dealing with COVID. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, you and me have talked about this, but it's got to be a nightmare dealing with like kids who don't know how to socialize now because they were stuck at home for doing school from home. I mean, it's got to be really tough. It definitely was. Like, so um so I worked in a school <clears throat> for 5 years. Uh, I was going on my 6th year, but yeah, during the pandemic was definitely it was just like a weird time. It was a weird time for them and a weird time for us cuz it was kind of one of those things where we're all going through this crazy time together and so like trying to mm-hmm. navigate their things and my things and my colleagues things was just like it was a lot but i don't know i really love psychology i love working teenagers i think teenagers are awesome to be quite honest um but i was working like 80 hours a week (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah i was working like 80 hours a week between the (laughs) full-time job and the content and it just was like taking a toll on my soul and my mental health and my physical health and i needed to make a change so uh I took the leap because I just feel like if I don't try, you never know. And it's been cool so far. I mean, you always have your PhD, right? Exactly. I mean, so you can always you can always go back to that. Well, that's the thing too is like you know there are these exams I have to take, but and study for which I have no desire to do at this point in my life. Right. But when I do, my but you could yeah, and like that's my goal. My goal is to do the content and like still practice psychology, but just not do it at an 80 hour week pace anymore. You know? Right. Yeah. Like a private practice thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So does the D and DIY stand for doctor? (laughs) That'd be great. If I had the the foresight to think about that one. Doctor DIY. Doctor it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor it yourself. That's what the internet is all about. Wait, (laughs) are, are you a doctor? Yeah, I have my PhD in yeah. psychology. Fancy. Yeah. I do. Nine years of school. That's what I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It reminds what? me of that old Tommy Boy line. Yeah, lots of people I... go to college for seven years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're like, oh, like, you have your PhD? I'm like, yes. I was one of those people who was like, I'm going to go to school for almost a decade. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at you. Slinging two hundred thousand subs on YouTube plus two hundred thousand plus. Know. I mean, you're over that I now, don't, right? I don't know why so many people want to hang with me on YouTube. I'm very grateful for all of them, but I watch my own videos and I'm like, why does anybody watch this? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> at least you can look at yourself and be like, I'm not. A, at least you don't turn into like an insufferable monster. That's really good to become like grounded and like and like think of yourself that way. I think I don't know. I'm telling you, like I'm literally I'm editing a video right now and I'm watching it back and I'm like, what? Like what? This is horrible. Why is like why is anybody <laughs> subscribing to this? Like why are you choosing oh to God. put yourself through watching this? There's there's a lot of people out there that got a lot of weird fetishes. So. <laughs> it's short girls there's who a build a lot of ways to make money. <laughs> how did how was the transition? I mean, did the, well, I guess, how did the transition go from the full, you know, the corporate job, I guess, the nine to five job to content full time compared to how you thought it was going to go? I thought it was going to be so much easier. I'm not going to lie. I think the biggest yeah. thing I'm finding is I don't, 
This is like a, it's a habitual thing because I've done this now for like five, six years, but I'm finding I don't feel the most productive until like three, four o'clock in the afternoon because that's when for the past five, six years, I've been coming home and like starting on my side hustle. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, great, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to get so much done. I'm going to be so productive. And then like <laughs> next thing I know it's four o'clock and I'm like, right, I answered one email today and I don't know <laughs> where the rest of the day went. But Why am I still in my pajamas? <laughs> right, I'm like, what is happening? Um, but, (laughs) but that's been the biggest thing is like, I thought it was going to be so much easier. I thought I would get so much more done. And then I'm still kind of just in that mentality of my brain is just still hardwired to want to be productive in like the late hours of the day. Well, I mean, as long as you're productive at some point, that's really all that matters. I will (laughs) say the one, the one great thing is I actually have like a day off. Like I'm actually able to take like a Sunday off now. Like that never happened. I've never, I don't know what having a Sunday off is like, but you know, just even having a day off now has been so great. Like I'm like, wow, I actually sleep. Like it's awesome. (laughs) It's super important to have at least one day off. Yeah. 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 That was my goal when I went took you know what took my business full time was that I need a day off and I didn't do that for like the first year or, or I guess maybe a little less than that yeah about the first year I didn't really take any days off but now it's really important to at least get the one day off yeah. it's just really important to have a day of rest so quite frankly I feel like it's it's super important to take at least four days off <laughs> you should try <laughs> that. four days on three days the Dunlap off, experience or, I like your yeah. style yeah four days off yeah four days off maybe three five. days on yeah, no. Two You're your own boss. Five days off. <laughs> can't figure out why you're behind schedule. <laughs> so, like, what? What? It's a nightmare. You know, speaking of your mystery. schedule, like, what does your schedule look like? Is every day kind of the same, or you? It changes up depending on what you're working on. Okay, so like right now, it's tough because I'm still catching up on things that I didn't have time to do when I was still juggling a full time job. So I feel like my goal is to hopefully for 2023 be like all right it's time to be caught up but i don't know like what does caught up mean like what is that i don't even know if that's a real life thing it's never a thing um you never catch up no never right so i would say like i do i have tried to be like okay mondays are my computer days catch up on like emails figure out all that stuff wait how are you putting catch up on emails Uh, yeah it's a talent it's a talent oh god have you tried mail (laughs) You mean your sponsor? Mail. Are you plugging your sponsor right <laughs> Hellman's. Yeah, crap. Hellman's mayonnaise. <laughs> use DDWW for 20% off on your next Hellman's purchase. <laughs> Can't wait for people to yeah, actually try Yeah, use the code use at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, listen, I have a code. <laughs> I don't know how to type it in. <laughs> um, so Monday's your computer day. Monday's a computer day. That's just like last minute voiceover stuff, email stuff, all the stuff that we all hate doing, you know. And then the rest of the week is I really try to get partial points of a project done, upload stuff, if I can try to get ahead that way, whatever. But most times, I honestly, I'm like snacking more than I ever have before. I'm binging more true Bro, crime same. podcasts. Like, I don't know. There's just Why like, do you think I've gained 45 pounds? <laughs> like, but see, like, there's like, what, like more time during the day. I'm like, all this time is just filled with me standing in front of the fridge eating now. <laughs> And what's your favorite shredded go-to cheese snack? And mayo. Shredded cheddar? Shredded cheddar, baby, all day. <laughs> um, shredded cheddar and Hellman's. Exactly, exactly. But no, but I think I think part of the thing is like it's been hard to adjust to being in this mentality of 
coming home from work and then being like, okay, I only have four hours mm. to get this thing done. And then hustling so hard for four straight hours to now I have a whole day. And I'm like, oh, like I have some downtime here and there. Like that's never happened. Like, so for me, I'm trying to remind myself like downtime is healthy. It's not a, it's not me not working hard enough. You know what I'm saying? That's it's absolutely that, that's healthy. So hard to put into practice though. It's hard. It's, and yeah. I know it's going to take some time, especially coming from somebody who literally couldn't sit on a couch and watch a 30 minute episode of something without being like, I'm wasting so much time. Right. And so now that I actually have time to take a lunch break or eat breakfast or like, have you watched wicked tuna though? (laughs) I mean, I can sit there for four or five hours and watch wicked. I could watch some. I think there needs to be a middle ground though. Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I think there needs to be a middle ground between a middle ground between like, not giving yourself a break and only giving yourself breaks. <laughs> no, like it's really good perspective though. Like, because I'm bad about that. Like, I never let myself. If I sit for more than a few minutes, I'm like, "You're lazy. What are you doing? Get back to yeah. work. You have stuff to do." So it, it is really important to make. That's not healthy. Right. That is really unhealthy, and it's really unhealthy to be that way. So it's it's really good to make sure you're making time for your mental health honestly it really becomes mental health yeah yeah i mean i think that's kind of like a little advantage i have is having that perspective of working in a mental health field of kind of understanding the importance of boundaries and understanding the importance of like just reframing your day a little bit but yeah i mean i i'm at this point where i've accepted that if my my productive day is 10 o'clock in the morning to like five or six o'clock at night cool like i that's my productive day right and but you did it. But I did it, right. And like that's but that's been a hard change for me because it used to be I'd wake up at six right. in the morning and I'd go to my first job and then I'd work my second job till midnight, right? And that's <clears> it's <throat> just been a it's been a weird adjustment. Nine to five and five to yeah. nine. Heck yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like now it's like that's how it was for me too. When I was at my old job and doing this, I would get up at f- five, six in the morning, go to work, work all day, come in, and then I work till super duper late at night. Now somehow my job has become I get up super early in the morning and I work all day and I still work mm-hmm. super late into the night. So now I got to figure out like how to adjust like the business around that and hiring more people and bringing in more help. It's just it's just like a constant struggle. Well, that's the thing. Growing something I, new. I don't think pe- a lot of people realize when you go full time, it's not like you're doing the same amount of work you were doing before. You take on more work. Yes. Therefore, your time <clears throat> becomes more involved in the thing that you became full time on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, right. Well, yeah. I, I love it more than anything I've ever done, too. So it's really hard. It's because really you're passionate about it. To, like, it's, it oh, feels like yeah, less, what I love less doing. work than work was because it's something that you're it's very passionate about. But it's my stress. But it's my now. stress. It's exactly. Yeah. Stress who's like running down my, like barking down my th- neck, you know, trying to get it. That's what I'm saying. It's so hard to turn it off. And Mike, like, not to call you out, but I, I see you when we're on vacation or go to an event or something. Like, you have a great time. But if there's downtime, I see the wheels start spinning and you're like, I, I got this thing that I got to work on. I got to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it, we're all the same. Like if, if we start yeah. slowing down, we're like, oh, I got to take care of that thing when I get back or I got to work on this. Or now I just talk to this person and I want to do this thing different with my business. It's hard to turn it off. So I think it's nice that you have a background in psychology and kind of getting, you know, behind what's actually happening in your head. Yeah. So, I, it's a blessing. Most people don't curse. have that. <laughs> we just crash and burn sometimes, unfortunately. Well, and I think too, and I mean, like, I don't know, I know, I know that this is just the general vibe, but we're in this era right now of social media always making us feel like we're not doing enough. And that like, there's this 
hustle and then even if you take five minutes to scroll through your feed you see everybody else just like killing it and you're like what am I doing with my life right and so like that's that's hard too because you know a lot of times you're just like man I'm not working hard enough and you get yourself into this mental rut but like the reality is is yeah we're just creative people and we have creative brains and they're firing all the time because we're really passionate about what we do and that's okay but at the same time we have to balance that with reality and the reality is is we're we're humans and we can only do so much sometimes and social media isn't always depicting things in real time anyway right and so like you have to have that wherewithal to say okay i know that my 40 hour work week is going to look like this or i've done all i can do this week and like that's enough and that's a really hard thing to do Yep. You have to remind yourself that everybody that you see on social media, that is their highlight reel. Mm-hmm. That is not their week. That is not their day-to-day. That's their highlight reel. <clears throat> so you can't compare yourself to that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny because it's like, I don't know if you guys have been getting these emails from these social media platforms being like, how to avoid burnout. Oh, and it's like, yes. you guys are causing the burnout. Like, what do you mean how to avoid burnout? Like, <laughs> you're, you're the problem. You're, you're the problem. Like, you just keep incentivizing people posting and posting and posting and posting. <laughs> oh, gosh, posting. I can't believe I'm going to say this. That's that new Taylor Swift song. Hey, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the problem. problem. It's me. Yeah. The theme yeah. song for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But on on the flip side, though, I will say I definitely have gotten so many more projects done recently because I am full time. And that has been so rewarding to like be like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, getting four videos done a month now instead of two. Like, that's been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That How do you well, not to get, like jump the conversation a bit, but how are in terms of your cadence, like putting out your videos? Are you seeing improvement from one a week or what are your thoughts on a cadence for release schedule? Um, So, I mean, part of me kind of, so I was doing two videos a month for a long time just because that's what Mm -hmm. I was able to handle. And then Mm -hmm. I had a few weeks in the the summer where I was getting out, you know, one a week basically just because I was hustling and catching up on so much. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't, I don't know, like I just... Like, yeah, it was there, but I didn't see, like, a huge difference. And then mentally, emotionally, physically, I was kind of like, eh. I prefer the every other week because it gives me a chance to not feel so pressured to... I feel like I hear that from everyone who does it. Yeah. I mean, everyone everyone who does it, I feel like, like, the every two to three weeks seems to be the number that everyone likes. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. That's just been, like, what works for me personally. Um yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like I also put out better content and I'm prouder of my projects when I allow myself to take more time with it rather than rush it out for the well, sake of sense. a video. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes a ton <clears throat> of sense. You're putting out a product instead of rushing out a product, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, why don't we jump into what's on my bench? Does that sound good to everyone? Yeah, Ooh. start with that. Because we have some good questions well, for Sam this. a little bit later. Let's do this first. What's on my bench? Oh, that's our little uh, jingle song. That's Dan singing. So, um, Sam, 
What's on your bench? What you got going on? Well, I wish I had a bench, but I don't yet. But <laughs> it's metaphorical. It's a what's in oh, your heart that is a bench? An idea. Well, what's I am. What's in your heart? <laughs> um, well, Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. Oh God. I was gonna say love, but okay. <laughs> oh right. Type two diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Blood, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm starting a really cool built-in project next week that I'm excited about. It's going to be like an entertainment center before a home gym. So it's going to have these like cool cubbies and storage things and lockers. And I don't know. I'm just like really craving using actual woodworking tools. So I think that's why I'm the most excited about it. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool when you get to do things you want to do. Yeah. But I mean... You've been doing a lot of stuff around your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess since we haven't really dove into that, this is what's on my bench, but what I what's mean, in your life? What's you in bought, your house? Yeah, I mean, talk talk about the house and how that ca- all came about and like where, where you, I mean, it's kind of give the quick and dirty elevator. I love quick and dirty things. Okay, so. <laughs> Welcome to AWP. Same Hello, same. my name's Daniel. How are you doing? <laughs> um, the quickest and the dirtiest. Kayla! <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> that was weird. Okay. Uh, I love it. Sarah, um, quick and dirty, quick and dirty. Uh, well, this whole episode's being scrubbed. <laughs> like that's it. Delete. That it's just Dan. Dan did it. Dan ruined that. Dan ruined the internet. Dan's gonna be like, "Sorry, I lost my recording. We can't publish this episode." <laughs> Sam, we'll just try again in two weeks around Thanksgiving. I think we have a new show title of Contender: <laughs> Quickest and around. Dirtiest. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah talk about the house and stuff okay so we were looking for a house forever and then like the pandemic happens and we all know the housing market went to like literal shit for everyone um and right. then we got super lucky and we stumbled upon someone who just like literally needed to sell their house and they were like we need to move like tomorrow and we were like okay we'll buy your house um so lucky and so yeah so we bought the house a year ago it is definitely a fixer-upper which is right up my alley my husband's not so stoked about living in a construction zone but i'm like in my happy place (laughs) let's be real afraid of a good time like yeah come on this is awesome living in living with no kitchen for six months is amazing (laughs) sounds great (laughs) that's Um, nice honey shut up and hold the camera (laughs) whatever like just uber eats our whole salary we'll just go there it's fine Um, (laughs) you're welcome uber eats for the stock prices oh i see why you quit your job after you did the kitchen that makes (laughs) sense okay so so yes i've just been renovating my little heart out in the house um it's coming along and right now i'm actually wrapping up my kitchen runner which is great i cannot wait to get content out for that because last time i shared an update was a year ago and i demoed it so i'm really excited <laughs> to share the rebuild at some point um, but yeah so i've just been uh doing a lot of home improvement <clears throat> stuff and now i get to finally start doing some woodworking stuff in the house i'm really excited about that that's great yeah very yeah. cool you, you got any other uh, any other things on your bench? I'm throwing up air finger quotes right now, but is there any heart. other things on your bench right now? Um, in your heart, I'm actually so hoping to. St- I'm, in my heart, I'm actually hoping to start my my garage shop uh, makeover. Next oh, sweet! Month. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's awesome. Yeah, it's double the size of my old shed shop, so I will take the shed. It. 
Yeah. And twice the height. Many, that's awesome. It's ten twice. feet. How many shops do you, How many shops do you need? <laughs> I need all the shops. Wait, but now people are gonna all know how shops. short I am because I'm gonna actually look like my real size in this garage with actual ceilings. <laughs> how big? Could, is you should space? put in like a three foot drop ceiling just to make it. Look <laughs> yeah, right. That's a great idea. <laughs> Keep like the illusion those, alive. Yeah, like like on the set, like I'll do like a faux ceiling. And then it just like looks. Ex- like excuse so me, can I order the table saw, but in a mini version? <laughs> Do you have this in Sam sized version? Or- <laughs> I ask whatever brands are like, hey, what size do you wear? I'm like, Baby Gap. Like, that's. <laughs> baby Gap? <laughs> yeah, baby have you Gap. heard of an American doll? <laughs> um, that's hilarious. So the shed was 144 square feet. The garage is like just. That's how big my CNC is. Yeah, the garage is about three hundred square feet, so it feels like the Taj Mahal. That is that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Right. You're just like royalty now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my that's god, cool. it's a mansion awesome. in here. So you're putting in a loft, right? You're gonna you're gonna crush that. <laughs> I don't yeah, I haven't decided I don't awesome. know. Part of me kinda wants to like keep the ceiling super tall like I have in the shed shop. But then the other part of me is like, why would you do that? You can actually store things in your ceiling now. Just do it. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I yeah, got some, I got some planning to do. And a throne. Do you, like, I mean, I want to do throw like that pulleys, <laughs> pulleys with ropes to like lower tools down and you can pull them up. You joke, but I actually literally have drafted up plans for that, for like my CNC to Amazing. come down from the ceiling. I want you. Oh yeah. yes. I want you to do like a, that'd be, what, that's going to be so good. A CNC coming down. I yeah, love no, that. Like, I'm that's dead great. serious. I love it. No, that's great. I can't wait to see that. That's super awesome. That's really going to be cool. Uh, cool. Well, Daniel. Yes, you? yo. What you got? Uh, what you got, girl? <laughs> get us those deets. Well, it's been a it's been a hard hard push to get everything done for the uh, holiday craft show I got coming up. We have a lot of things that need to finish. Be be finished. Sorry, words are hard. Uh, a lot of things that need to be finished. <clears throat> Uh, we have a lot of products and stuff that, that are just like sitting around and, and just waiting to be like sanded and finished. So I'm actually going to be spending all day tomorrow doing that. We have clocks and uh, phone docking stations and cutting boards and, you know, just a bunch of little little things that you would take to a craft show. Which and is then, when? Ooh. When is a craft show? Saturday. So, like so if you're days. listening to this, when this comes <laughs> out. It had already happened. <laughs> Godspeed. So, yeah, I have How to. How many get... items you got to finish up, dude? Uh, like twenty five. You got <laughs> oh this. God, That's cakewalk. You're, You're never good. Gonna... You're never... <laughs> I have until tomorrow at three. Did you hear Dan talking about naps earlier, Sam? <laughs> but you would have. He does three a day. <laughs> Hang on, but let's. In defense of Dan, he does have some stock of items already. I do it's have not a lot like of he's starting up from scratch. So I'll give him. I'm not push. starting from scratch. I have some advice. I just, I, you know, I just, I want to get, I oh, want to get a bunch of stuff. Sam, done. advice. Wait. Um. Just skip what? one episode of Wicked Tuna tonight, and I think you'll be. <laughs> Why you got to come at me hard like that? I mean, that's solid advice. Though, yeah. You got to listen to that. Yeah. Maybe just miss one episode. Maybe Yo. just one episode. Just Yo. one. Wicked just Tuna. one. You I need this it. for my mental health. Okay. <laughs> So if I don't just, have it, if I don't have my wicked tuna, I'll go crazy. <laughs> just back off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I talked about the doors last week. That's done. That's all of them. Uh, actually, no. 
all the interior doors are done, okay? And I've talked in the past about this large, very large entry door that potato chipped <laughs> on me, right? Yeah. So it's been in my shop for, I think, a year it's now. It's now 25 cutting boards for this market fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off, Mike. <laughs> so I need to try to repair this thing. And we, I think we glossed over this in, in one of the episodes when Mike was actually here. Um, <laughs> right. I decided to show up finally. <laughs> it's because I'm here, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I took that door, I took that door and I cut it down into six inch strips and it's like out of the way right now. And I'm going to have to, what my plan is to remill it and reflatten everything and then put it back together and see if I can salvage it. Can Uh, I give you one other thing of advice for that? Oh, please do. I'm all ears. After you mill it, stack and sticker that thing and let it sit for about five days. Oh yeah, I'm not. Okay. Right. You're talking to Dan. It's gonna sit for a week, whether or not you told him to do it. <laughs> but stack and sticker it. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't don't throw. When it on you say top sticker, a... do do I need to get maker stickers? Daniel Dunlap put them on the side. <laughs> Daniel Dunlap stickers underneath. Oh my god! Just throw Hellman's mayonnaise jar lids underneath them. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. It'd be pre-finished. <laughs> Please make sure you tag them in this episode because you deserve a sponsorship after this. Yeah, they they need to be dropping some pretty pennies on us. I like that idea. Yo, Hellman's, hit us up. Um, Hit us up, Hellman's. Yeah, so I I cut that door down. It's actually out of the way. It was so wild. It actually felt like the shop had a ton of extra space. Because you got rid of one workbench by cutting the door up? Well, that door is eight foot by forty two inches. On I mean, a that table? was a large Were you doing workspace, stuff in front of, like on top of it, or was it leaning? Oh yeah, I had it on two. Have you seen those little burrow saw saw horses? They're like made out of yeah. wood. They're the ones from Home Depot, like twelve dollars each or something. Well, dude, they're like thirty five dollars now. Oh, inflation! Oh, are they? Inflation! It's crazy. Anyways, they, it was sitting on a couple of those because those are the beefiest saw horses I can find, and. So we cut it up and I moved the saw horses and I cleaned that space all out because there was dust under there. It was like must it must have been like eight inches deep of dust. It's been a year ridiculous. worth of dust, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, got that all out of there and it was like, Oh my gosh, so much room for activities, you know, that that scene in uh And then the bunk sisters. bed came crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dale, are you okay? There's so much blood. <laughs> don't even get me started i could quote that movie and anchorman oh all day long. you want to have I a quote on liked you i think mm. i think mike could crush you mike is a will ferrell like groupie yeah Every i'm in a glass case of will emotion <laughs> we're gonna have a feral off sam it's gonna be amazing at workbench <laughs> conference live in person, yeah. buy your tickets. Mike and We're Sam Old Farrell. It's going to be great. <laughs> show, show title. Go <laughs> Sam goes Farrell. <laughs> God dang it. I got to write that. Down. <laughs> Sam <laughs> goes <laughs> Farrell. I don't know how to spell Farrell. F-E-R-A-L. You're 2L silent Z. No, F F E R R E L L. It works sixty percent of the time. Every time. every time. Every time. E- every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's illegal in thirteen. Countries. Sex Panther. Everybody knows that one. All right. What was I saying? Doors. Oh yeah, I cut down. I'm the burying door. you alive. <laughs> cut down the door. Um, but since we had so much extra space, Isaiah and I, we were 
we were trying to come up with another video to make, right? And I never come up with ideas for videos like in advance. It's always like the day of. Okay, what are we filming today? And I'm like, I don't know. So he comes in and he's like, what are we filming today? And I'm like, well, I feel like we have a hole in our heart here. We need a bench. <laughs> so I made a bench out of a bunch of MDF that I had left over from all those stupid interior doors. So that's interior, exciting. Interior. I, <laughs> I got you. So this, this bench video will probably be out in a <clears throat> month or two. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, that's been my week. Not super exciting, but fun nonetheless. And an Etsy and a lot of. Oh, yeah, Etsy. Dude, Etsy is so bonkers right now. I've shared with you guys. I am on track to demolish any record that I had before. (laughs) It's amazing. It's so crazy. I'm going to be super, super, like, transparent right now. My Etsy is going to clear... If if everything goes the way it's been going, my Etsy is going to clear 10k of revenue this month. Bonkers! That's awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. I just my mind is blown, and I'm having a lot of lot of trouble keeping up. Yes, I do watch a couple episodes too many of Wicked Tuna <laughs> and Gold Rush now. Gold Rush. Is oh, my here thing. we go. He's gonna, oh, it's like six seasons of that. Gold Rush on Disney. Oh, not Disney Plus. Discovery Plus. That's that's a great show. I don't know if you've watched it. Yeah. Those guys digging in the I'm dirt. I'm more of like a storage gold. wars girl, but... Yo, I like that show too. <laughs> that and Murder but a Mystery podcast. the problem is, right? Dan, that there's all the shows are the shows you like. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of the show yeah, yeah, called... Yeah, that good too. Have you heard of the show called uh, Breaking Bad? It's really great. Oh, classic. Amazing Dolphins of the Pacific Southeast. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Tell me more. Where can I, get, where can I watch that? Uh yeah, so you know, I've I've been busy. I haven't been uh coffee busy, but I've been busy nonetheless. <laughs> I've been busy for Dunlap. And speaking of coffee busy, tell us about your week, Mike. Hi. Uh I was <laughs> hey. in Europe last week, so I'm oh, back now. How my, how's oh, my we're mom? talking about this now? Fancy. My parents no, good? I, I can't I can't talk. Yeah, your parents are Thank good. You. Oh, Europe is a God. very large place. I forget. I about can't that. talk about specifically where I was, but I was in Europe and I was doing content with a brand. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. Fun. That's what they call <clears throat> the sketchy stuff that you secretly can't talk right. about. As I was content. in a hostel he went to harvesting see the human kidneys. HQ. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely harvesting organs at a hostel in uh, east uh, outside of East Berlin. No, um. I was out there, I got back, and it was, uh, man, the guys held down the fort like crazy last week. We shipped out our first PO I was talking about us, uh, Dan. contract for, yeah. oh no, you guys did a terrible <laughs> job. The show was garbage. Uh, <laughs> did you even listen? Sorry. We were, I, oh, I didn't, assumed after, so after, after the After the first, <laughs> after the first episode with Jackman, I was like. I'm not going to listen to the second episode with Jackman. <laughs> where, no, I'm just where kidding. Where do we I'm submit sure our audition job. tapes to fill in? Like, that's this is what it. I want to see. You it. nailed it. You just did I'm it. You're, top you're on it. You're, you're the next time. They're the ne- oh you're the god. next guest host. Oh my god. I'm so, <laughs> so. honored. Get ready for me. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Who's calling in sick? Someone call in sick. Let's go. It'll it'll probably be me. So. <laughs> it pays terrible, Sam, Very but we realistic. got you. Yeah, there's... Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I got back. The guy, we got our first order, our first PO out for room and board. That was really awesome. Um, got that shipped, and then I got back <clears throat> uh, Saturday and kind of hit the ground running. So I've been running really hard trying to get everything caught up. We have a lot right now. We have the next order 
of shelves for room and board. I just got the PO and contract for the coffee tables. We're doing 25 coffee tables a month for room and board. It's crazy. Those are the Redwood um, Cookie coffee tables? Yeah, the Redwood Cookies. So yeah, we're doing those. Bonkers. So contracts in for that. Um, and so actually, we're going to gather everything for that tomorrow. Um, we're doing uh, this lawyer lady. I got... I met through one of my contract my one of my contacts through my network. Um, I'm doing this really sick custom live edge desk for her office. It's really dope. Like I'm really pumped on it. We're doing a big it's this big live edge walnut desk with a waterfall, and I'm doing a custom cabinet that's live edge underneath it on the inside corner of the waterfall. Ooh. It's gonna have a cust- this really nice door for her uh, safe because she practices law, so she has a safe that I assume gonna have multiple guns she keeps her gats fire bandits yeah she keeps her gats her uzis uh no she's uh she's very nice really excited to do this job with or for this lady um so we're doing that and then we got this massive countertop for this winery which is going to be really sick it's just this big giant cutting board it's like uh would that be the oak leaf winery by chance where they it make the not, Walmart. It is 296 it is love, a bottle. <laughs> Oakleaf Winery. <laughs> Please stop ruining my story with this Walmart wine talk. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a local winery called uh, La Rive. And uh, mm, that sounds a, more expensive than Walmart. The Rive. It's a it's a 60 inch by eight foot countertop, all solid walnut, eight quarter. It's sick. It's gonna be dope. So we're doing that right now. And then we've got um those the Monopoly boards. The Monopoly the custom Monopoly board boxes that we've been working on for a million years. Well, those are due. I gotta get those done like right away. So we're we're kinda like running overtime right now trying to get those done. So we got fifty five of those we got going right now. We gotta get those done really by next week. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but gotta get those done by next week somehow. And then we got forty five more coming. Um and then uh what else we got going on right now? Um oh so, you know those audio, bo- those grounding boxes? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know those grounding boxes we're doing? Uh, we, some of them get shipped to uh, around the world. Um, well, Customs does not like that they are a solid box that is completely sealed. Oh. And they smashed one open. Oh, no. And found, found all the... All the magical stuff. Yeah, inside? they wanted they want to know like what's inside, obviously, because it's customs. So we have to redesign the boxes entirely for international shipping now. I mean, those are very very expensive. <laughs> that was a huge expensive customs nightmare. So um, not the crate. I mean, the actual product they smashed open with a hammer because they couldn't open it. Yeah, up. Yeah, because so, you're uh, sketchy and are, they knew it. It looks so. Sketchy. Are they putting? Well, they know they know like I'm a, smuggling like a butt plug on it. It's. Be- it's because I made the joke about the hostile organs, you know? <laughs> no, the, uh, no, they, uh, no. You're telling me Customs realized. listens to the podcast? Hey. <laughs> yeah, they're all about the podcast. Hey, Customs guy. Customs guy, Jerry. Customs Jerry. No, we, uh. Jerry Customs. We're redesigning Jerry Customs. We're, we're, uh, Jerry's Custom Birdhouses. Is that a real account? I feel like it is. Um, Could no, be. we're redesigning the whole top to have. You know, to be demountable on the top. So we're trying to figure out that. So the whole top's going to be... Re- it's going to be a completely design change. And we're working on a new model right now, too. So, <clears> I had to redesign um, my gotta- top to be demountable. <laughs> the only reason Caleb married me. Is that going to be the show title now? Demountable Tops with Sam. <laughs> 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 I don't think that's a it's good a, idea. It's a, it's a, um, no. I think that'll get you guys a lot of subs you don't want. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a bunch of... <laughs> just a bunch of thirsty dudes. Um, <laughs> that's the internet. I mean, most of our audience, yeah, that's most of our audience anyway. Thirsty dudes. Um, no, we got. Um, so we got those, and we just got a. He just placed another big order for those, uh, like the biggest order of those we've gotten. Oh. <laughs> so, um, 
So we're busy right now. Um, so I think. Oh, also, um, Matt came on full time this in the last couple of weeks. So I got Sean and Matt are both full time. So I've got this third guy. We're probably gonna. I'm probably gonna. I keep saying we. To me, I'm gonna need to look at this third guy. I think here probably mid December uh, or the first of the year because I need someone who can just come in and sand all day long. <laughs> it's fine with that because <laughs> I can't. I can't keep paying my guys. His like name a is Sandy. Job. <laughs> it's. Did That's you horrible. find him on the find... app called Sander? Sander? Sand R? Sand. <laughs> sand R. It's just Sand R. Uh, Sorry, that's a pre show joke. Terrible, terrible Tomorrow joke. we're delivering the uh, that dining set that's been in my shop for far too long. It's that table, the L shaped bench, and then the three custom chairs. So oh, with the uh, upholstery. Man, that upholstery. <laughs> I hope that customer does not listen to this. Looks they don't. Atrocious. <laughs> it looks so bad. Like, I, 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 that, I, I can't even believe that's what they wanted. Like, and they're like stoked. The work, on it too. just to clarify, <laughs> the work is done well. It is just a pattern. Oh, no, the, it's yeah. great work. The guy did a great work, and our wood, our the furniture that we built is amazing. Like, we did a really good job. Like, I'm proud of all that. The combination of the two is garbage. I cannot <laughs> so aesthetically. I cannot great. wait until they see it and they're like, "We listened to your podcast." <laughs> I know we need the whole thing redone no they're like they like it though you know what that's all I care about so that's the customer is happy so uh, they're happy but I can't wait to get that out of here it's huge and we got these doors we got this big door order we got to get done and then um, oh I've got this project I'm so excited about it's it's a possible project it's 40 custom bar stools like walnut all the way up walnut swivel with leather upholstered armrest and seat and backs it's they're oh my sick god i'll tell you guys about that job i'll tell you guys about that job after after we talk because it's insane like i can't i can't wait to talk it's going into this old hotel that was built in like 1840 and uh i'll tell you about that after the show but it's it's a <laughs> sick project i'm going up there tomorrow we're meeting with uh me sean and i are meeting after the delivery we're meeting with the uh the owner of the hotel and we're discussing that project and man, I want that job so bad. And I'll tell you, Mike, you're always teasing secret projects. Always, teasing. Uh, it's not a secret project. I just can't talk about the money part of it on the show. <laughs> don't, really don't. Okay. Okay, like, <laughs> so when, so when do you like eat, sleep, or breathe? He doesn't. I don't do those. Do you things. even talk those to Mike? Cowards. Are you friends with Mike? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's there's not a lot of that. Mike stuff. and I got, are um, polar opposites. Oh, and I forgot to say. <laughs> Uh, Peter, yeah, my cinematographer up? started this oh. week. Like, I'm su- no, Peter, my cinematographer started this week, and I'm <laughs> so stoked. He is so talented. Like, he, I mean, so Peter, I, I don't know if I talked about it on the show or not, but Peter is a he's a cinematographer. He's been behind the camera for ten years, and then behind editing for ten years. He's been Thank in you. the film in the in the cam- in the camera world for twenty years. He works on TV and movies and advertising, and he's just like a super talented guy. But he's also a furniture maker. And me and him met through Instagram three years ago. Um, we've been trying to figure out how to make this work for years for like him to come in and start editing content. And then it was we started talking about him filming the content. And then we finally came to an agreement on things. And he just started Wednesday. And we filmed the video on Wednesday or Tuesday. I don't know. One day this week he came in. And we filmed the video. And then Monday he's coming back and we're filming two videos on Monday. And then the week after that we're filming two more. We're trying to get some stuff in the hopper so he can – we're going to pace everything out in a two to three week sort of chill uh cadence that's why i was asking that question specifically to you sam but uh i think we're gonna go with a three-week cadence right now and we're gonna try to get a few videos in the hopper before we release everything i kind of want to have everything 
kind of start hitting right around Christmas. We'll have the first video hit, and then we're going to have a two to three week cadence after that. So, and he's really good. Like he's doing the filming, all the editing, um, everything, everything. And like, I, he's going to shoot me the video and I just post it to YouTube and get to finally grow my YouTube channel. I'm only at 10,000 subs. I need to get that thing growing really bad. It's been a long time. So I need to really get posted over there. So anyway, that's a huge thing that I'm really excited about. I'm excited to, uh, to grow that finally live in the dream. We're just trying to figure out like, yeah, we're just trying to figure out like what our, what the voice is going to be. Like we're working through like how we want things to be. Like the first video is just like a shop tour video. Like, so we can feel it out with each other. You know, it's like such a low impact video. We just don't know what that's going to be. So like, and I've never done one. And I've ha- I have people ask me at least four times a week to give like a, a shop tour video. And it's kind of tapered down over the years because I just have never put one out. And I don't even know like how I do that filming it myself. So the way we did it is him just following me around. It's awkward. It. You need to have someone I and, think is better when you have someone like following you with B-roll. It's awkward. Honestly, it was awkward having him follow me because I'm always talking to myself. Like I'm always by myself. Talking just grab to him the by the chin. Have like the whole time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, but like having him follow me around, I felt like I felt really weird. And we, so we're uh, we're walking around the shop, and but after a little while, you know, I got cu- I got accustomed to it. Like I'm I'm comfortable in front of a camera, but um, it was a new experience. But it was amazing because we did that for an hour. Because I mean, we went from the main shop over to the CNC shop into the spray booth and then the woodshed. We did all those things and covered that stuff. But then he spent an hour filming b-roll like he just went. We're, we kept working. Me and the guys kept working, and he's filming b-roll in the background doing stuff. So that was just going. And then he's like, "Hey, you have a drone, right?" So I gave him my drone, and <laughs> nice. he filmed a bunch of footage on the drone so with the cool. drone too. So it's good. I'm like really excited about this prospect, like of actually growing the YouTube channel. Finally, like it's just it's going to be sick. So, um, well, it may not be. I think it's going to be cool. Hopefully, it does turn out that way. So we'll see. That's all that matters, Anyways. as long as you <clears throat> think it's cool. Yeah, as long as I'm happy, <laughs> that's all that matters. So anyway, lots of stuff going on right now, but it's um it's a lot of good stuff. I'm really excited. So. There's some other things going on, but I won't bore everyone. Um, let's jump into questions because we're we're running late. Wait, for the did, show here. So, uh, Wait. hello, you missed someone, Pete. How about your oh, week? Oh, Pete. Oh my God, I'm so oh, sorry. So Thanks for asking, Dan and Sam. Thanks, Dan and Sam. That That's so, so nice of so you, Dan rude. and Sam, to ask about my week. I thought- get out of here. Jackman was way better than this. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez, Which, please. by the way, Jackman was in a pre-show. Show. If you guys want to see him, he actually joined a pre-show. <laughs> all right, my week. Hold on, rewind. Dan, edit all this out. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Oh. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Um, hold on. It's fine. I'm, I have a forgettable hold on, hold on. face. What's up, my bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Let's restart it from scratch. <laughs> no, no. All right, I'll keep Dan, it quick. you have to put that in, too. Yeah, I know. Um, That's why I wrote it. So I, I got into a craft fair that's there's a there's a small farm i think you guys saw it on on a way in uh here locally they mm-hmm. kill it with their marketing their, their just their branding that place is packed friday through sunday every single weekend for most of the year and then aside from that they're just they sell ice cream and regular farm stuff and they have a zonkey it's a half donkey half zebra yeah you guys didn't get to see it but no it's it's legit Illegal in 13 countries. It's illegal in 13 countries, but not in Jersey, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big fan. It makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like the word zonkey at all. (laughs) His name is Zulu. Zulu to zonkey. Yeah, that's right. It's a thing. I'm kind of interested what a zonkey burger would taste like. (laughs) Delicious. They sell them there. Yeah. He's got a peg leg. Why is Nebraska like this? Because a donkey that special, you eat one piece at a time. 
You just <laughs> carve it off as he's walking by. Oh, God, that's so dark. Anyways, <laughs> this farm is doing their first ever holiday craft fair. And I was like, I have to be in this. So I applied. I got it. Uh, and usually for these things, you know, they'll, they'll choose like one person in every genre. So they got... I guess I'll be the only woodworker, so I locked it down. You're the only Polish guy. I'm the only Polish guy. <laughs> I don't know what genre Big means. Pete's I assume it's a race stand. Thing. Come on. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty stoked for that, but that means the pressure is on. I have a uh, bunch of cutting boards left over from the uh, the previous event, but I need to make. I'm in just like Dan. I'm in like uh, full make craft fair item mode, uh, but I have two weeks to do it. Unlike Dan, which is great. So <laughs> love you, Dan. But uh, I'm well, I've had three weeks to do it, and I just kind of big tuna. It's a big season. I get yeah. it. <laughs> Huge tuna season. Huge right tuna now. season. They're know. in season in Nebraska. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm getting ready for that. I'm super stoked for it. Um, I've been working on a bunch of new designs for the holidays. I'm trying to throw some stuff up on um, on Etsy. I got a couple of template orders already. I didn't even list the listings yet, but people have already ordered some uh, acrylic templates. So I've been sending those out. I got to get those listings up. I'm trying to get another 10 listings up on Etsy before the holidays. Because unlike Dan, I haven't seen those numbers. He's the new expert, by the way. Just go talk to him if you need help. Um, I'm not an expert. You're I don't doing, know what's going Whatever on. you're doing works, Dan. That's all I'm going to say. So Etsy's been doing I've great. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Throwing wet noodles at the wall. And you know what? I have They're no sticking. Idea. They're al dente. They're sticking. Okay. There's a <laughs> lot of noodles sticking on the wall. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get a lot more items um, in. And uh, I, I've been working on planning out some little projects. Because like for a while there, I just... I kind of got soured on like making furniture. I didn't want to make furniture because I hated my old shop. It was too cramped. And it was a shared space. And uh, my parents always moved crap around. And it just was not fun to work in there. So I haven't really made a lot of furniture, but we're starting to plan out some projects for the house and I'm really getting excited to like actually do some stuff for the house. Um, so very excited to do that. Um, I put something in my shop that I've never truly had in my shop before, and that is a miter station. And for the first time, I can honestly say that my shop is finished. It is where I want it to be. Lies. I know. Lies. I mean, there's always upgrades. That now. Like, that's not Nobody a says thing. that. Hey, nobody nobody says that. that. I understand that there is now upgrades to be made all across the shop, but for the first time since I moved in a year and a half ago, I feel like now every corner of the shop is laid out how I want it right now. I'll say that right now. So next uh, week they're going to ask what's on your bench, and you're going to be like, "So, so I got this crazy I new said, tool." Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I, I can tell you right now from the picture you sent us. Your miter station doesn't have drawers. It doesn't. No, that's the next thing. I got to add drawers. All right, you're stuff. not finished. But, yeah. So in that miter station, I figured I had to build. So basically, on your bench is you being a liar. I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm the it. world's biggest liar <laughs> uh, on two continents because we're big in Europe. But the reason I I was like I have to make this miter station is I finally got the king of miter saws. I got the Capex, the Festal Capex, and the hype is real. That saw is it worth that much? Probably not, but it's legitimately yes, it the best thing I've ever used. It is so accurate. It is absolutely it, worth it the money. It probably is worth it. Yeah, it is worth it. I paid it. It's worth the money. It's incredible. Absolutely this miter saw money. is... Is that what you tell yourself? I'm worth it. <laughs> I tell myself that when I'm doing a $40,000 job and we're running production and it's perfect yeah. every single time. And when, I have, to, yeah, when I, I have to hit a couple <laughs> pieces of quarter round on it once in a while, it's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that thing deserved the throne, so I built it. I had these nice Formica tops from work, so I built it out. 
I'm super happy with that. Uh, I also made some room in a shop by selling a tool. So um, I had someone come up from all the way from South Carolina to get my laser, my old laser. So Whoa. that's sold now. It is gone. That's good. And get that out of there. That's nice. Got it out of there. So I got a fast one on, on them. You know, like the, that piece of crap is gone. I'm kidding. It works. It works. Great. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. No, no, it works great. We had loaded it into his car and, uh, and then he drove back to Maryland or some or to stop. By. You Whatever. said South Carolina. Well, Come he on. went to Maryland to pick up another tool and then drove home. So, you know, priorities. If you're going to make a big road trip, you're going to get multiple tools. Let's be real. Uh, speaking of getting multiple tools, I, uh, that auction we talked about with Jackman, I went to pick up my <clears> part of it. Uh, I was actually FaceTiming Jackman while I was there. I was like, Hey, this is your stuff. What happened? I got it. We what went happened? to, Oh, I don't know. If, oh, you didn't listen to the podcast. That's right. Me and <laughs> Paul, Paul and I did a, uh, an auction that was in Jersey. So he, oh, so he got a bunch of tools and ran yeah, during the podcast together? during the podcast. It was really weird. Really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> live, live and in person. We did an auction. Live. But I went and I, hey, I got a, a bunch of like, oh no, it's happening. Pete, enact code three. Dan's having a stroke. <laughs> I was, I was being an auctioneer. Wait, your last, your last guest had a live auction. I'm slacking. Why'd you guys it's like it? Come on, Sam. that's fine. You're still, you're still in the top five. You're good. You're good. But so I picked up all the material today. I was going to rent the truck because it was five by 10 sheets of plywood. But they're quarter-inch sheets applied. They're slated for the laser of the CNC. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to take my trailer. I cut them Can't down. Can you just to, fold them? I was thinking about it, but it was very windy, so it would be difficult. <clears throat> so I ended up cutting three feet off of them. So I got like these seven-by-five-foot sections and three-by-five, whatever. So that got loaded up, dropped it off. I got. I, I kind of forgot, but I also bought in that auction a panel cart so I can move material around my shed really easily so all the stuff can be stacked all the plywood on that and I can move it around real nice. Sam, I use my shed just for wood. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when Mike was like, I don't know how to do a shed, a, like a, a shop tour. It's so awkward. I'm like, yeah, well, get a small ass shed and stick a <laughs> Just rotate on the camera tripod, on a tripod. And then just be like, this is my workshop. Shop tour. Try having a work. shop in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure Sam's wine glass is bigger than that. You mean shot. the carafe? <laughs> <laughs> wine carafe? Accurate. Uh, so aside from that, so I am I am not a full-blown production shop. I'm going to talk about mental health for a little bit because Sam's on. It's perfect, perfect like thing. It. Mike is a machine. Dan is also a machine. They're both cranking stuff out all the time. I have a regular Dude, day job. Dude, you're ruining my street cred. People think that I take naps and watch. I'm sorry. Dan takes naps. Uh, and I'm on the opposite spectrum where I think a lot of our listeners are as well, which is like, I have a day job, but I also like woodworking and making and doing whatever. I like tools. And I, even though I wasn't completely locked down with work through the rest of the year, when people were asking me for stuff that all of November, starting November 1st, I said, earliest I can do is January. And they'd be like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? It's like two months away. I'm like earliest I can do is January because every single year that I've been doing woodworking for the last five, six years, I've said yes to every single job in November thinking I have plenty of time. I do not. It's all next week is Thanksgiving, which we all know is a week away from, from Christmas. Wait. I thought it was two weeks from now. Mm, yeah, that's what Sam thought. I thought Spoiler. It was two weeks. Sam told me it was two weeks <laughs> from now. This podcast is was, so My mom was real disappointed. So was real disappointed. <laughs> I was like, what's the plan for two weeks? And she was like, 
What's in two you weeks? You mean first week in December? She was like, that's, <laughs> that's no week. Leftovers? What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? So, so yeah, so spoiler alert, that's a week away. It's a week away. Voice if you're listening to day. it, if you're, if you're listening to this, it's probably less than a week away. <laughs> so I said no to all these jobs because I was still taking on little things here or there. And with everything coming up, I wanted to make sure that I take the second half of December off. I did not want to be in a shop because every single year... I am stuck in the shop working all the way up until Christmas to get custom orders out, whatever. <clears throat> if I don't have it by the first week of November, by that craft fair or second week of November, if I don't have it made, you can just choose from what I have made. You are not getting a new item until the next year. And I'm trying to be very firm with that and say no to certain things because it's really easy to burn out this time of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hop on a soapbox here for a moment and say, guys, don't burn out. Don't be woodworking in a shop all the way through Christmas. It's okay to say no because spend the time with your family. It's the only time of the year that you should really be with your family while everyone else is taking a break. You're in the shops. So take a break, go watch that big tuna or whatever show. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, enjoy yourselves. So that's kind of been my week. I, I had a very hard burnout week this week. I took on a lot of stuff and, uh, it caught up with me. So that's why I'm talking about mental health this week. That's it. Let's get to questions. I love mental All right. health. All right. First, first one is from Daniel Taylor. All right. This is only like the 50th time that I've tried to record this message. Words are hard. Why use many when few do trick? Anyways, what is going on, guys and gal? This is Daniel with Taylor Custom Crafted. Got a woodworking-related question this time instead of for content. Uh, my question is, what is your recommendation on a router table for a beginner? I don't have one yet. I'm looking to mainly do roundovers a little bit easier than with my uh, palm router and starting to get into some flush trimming with a bigger bit. I have noticed that you can get pretty expensive in cost on some of these with the uh, the nicer, shinier objects that you can buy for them. So I guess my main question is, for somebody that's really just starting out that doesn't want to spend a whole lot of money on something, what would you recommend to do as far as a uh, the router table top, lift, fence, any of that? What is your recommendations to make things a little bit easier? Uh, re- repeatability with work, definitely of course safety, um, so, you know, things like that, that's, that's more of what I'm looking for. So I appreciate your input on this and the time you took to answer the question. And I uh, look forward to, to hearing from you and calling in again. So until next time, see you. Daniel, thanks for the question. I am going to throw it actually over to our Daniel real quick. Daniel, you got a recommendation? Absolutely. For uh, a beginner router table? Bro, make your own. It Dang is- it, you took my... I mean, that's what we're all going to (laughs) say. It's a great learning experience. It's such a great one. Build one for yourself. Rather that be a freestanding router table or one in the the wing of your table saw, build your own. Not only will you save money, but you'll gain valuable experience. I think we're all going to say that we're all going to say the same answer. Mike, repeat what I just said. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I... uh... I think you should build one. I built my first one. It was great. It's easy. There's a lot of different videos out there, and it's a ton of fun. It's a good thing to learn. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but also, but also, since Dan j- j- did just say that, 
I know there's that Bosch one that's on, I see on Amazon a bunch. It's like a small Bosch one. I see a lot of people have, it looks like a good little router table too. Like if you don't want to build one. So, um, I, it has like a cabinet. And oh yeah. That, that whole, little Bosch got, one. Yeah. I've yeah, seen, it's got the, I've like seen the desk, for that. It's like the bench top one. It's uh, it looks like a, a pretty decent little router table. That's actually Same. the one I was going to recommend if he didn't want to yeah. build one. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm in a different position because, like, I, with my shed shop, was so limited on space. So, like, it is also a space thing because if you're going to introduce a yeah, table, sure. like, you got to have a spot for it. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, the Bosch one was the one I was going to recommend if uh, building one wasn't an option or was too time-consuming. Yep. Pete? Uh, I'd say, yeah, build one as well. Uh, at the very least, you can get a nice little router plate insert. Uh, you want... I, I think something that's super underrated, because you was asking about like accessories too, is when the router plate comes with a pin to give you like extra stability, starter, starter pin, pin, thank you, for <laughs> for um, making your cuts. Because sometimes, especially with the smaller stuff, uh, if you're hitting some end grain and stuff, it could really save your butt and help you out a lot. But at least invest in a plate. I have this like Craig plate that I simply just dro- dropped into my... Um, Originally, it was into my workbench, and then I would say build it into your wing of your table saw if you can, or build it into your workbench, because it's going to be something that you're not going to be using all the time, so you can always lower it, and then you just got a regular outfeed table for your or workbench yeah. for your for your shop. So build it, Lots of options out there. Build it into something that you already have if you're not using it so much that it deserves its own table. And they're real quick to make. Like, I, I mean... We needed one for the other building for Matt to flush trim all these parts coming off the CNC for the uh, room and board stuff. But um, I just I have a I have a a base plate that I make for my Dewalt trim routers. It's the same size, and I just took that vector and I cut out a file on a p- piece of MDF so we can drop the plate in there upside down, and we have the flush trim router in this little piece of MDF. So we use that as a table too. I mean, it's just real simple. Just it's the same yep. thing. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, also, I want to add uh, on like Jay Bates has a really great video on a very, very <clears throat> simplistic router table that you can make that's like a hour build. I don't know the exact name of the video, but he's got it. It's it's kind of old, but look for it. Yeah, cool. Uh, next question is from John Grubb. Hopefully, it doesn't stop on you, Dan. Hey, Dan, Pete, and probably Paul. Um, John from Grubmake here. First of all, I'm sorry about uh, Mike. And uh, anyway, moving on. Um, curious how you guys' holiday setup is going so far. We're all getting to the thick of it here pretty quick. Got a big sale on Etsy coming up tomorrow that I, I've decided to be a part of. So I'm kind of anticipating an increase in traffic. Just uh, curious how those things are going for you guys, how your Etsy shops are getting set up, if you're part of the sale, if you're doing any extra prep work or anything like that um, to make that successful this year. Thanks, guys. I'll throw it to Dan. I'm 100% part of the Etsy sale that's coming up. They were uh, they were pushing their Cyber Week sale, I believe mm-hmm. they called it. But it doesn't start until the 18th, which is, as of today, it's tomorrow. Today is the 17th. <laughs> About um, 35 so, minutes for me. Yeah. I mean, all my Etsy traffic can't be uh, attributed to to that sale that's coming up. So I don't know where my Etsy traffic is coming from currently. I really don't. Um, as far as what I'm doing, um, you know, I'm just plugging away and doing all the things that I've always done. Um, just more of it. And it, I'm having a real hard time trying to find the time to 
uh, keep up with everything. I think currently I have 50, 50 orders in my queue, maybe 45 Whoa, or something. That's awesome. Like. Yeah. Well, it's, it's both awesome and concerning because I can't keep up. So, uh, you know, and, and then I talked about the craft fair that I'm doing, the local craft fair. I think uh, that that's something that I've been wanting to get into. Uh, I did it a couple years ago when I was working with the other guy. So this will be the first time I've done it on my own. And I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I talked about how we have a lot of projects or not a a lot of projects, but a lot of cutting board and stuff, but I've been trying to pump out other items that are non cutting board things like wine racks and cell phone holders and, you know, just other little tchotchkes. So tomorrow it's going to be the big push to finish all those. So. Uh, pretty busy, pretty busy over here when it comes to that stuff. Pete, what about you? You're the other Etsy guru here. <laughs> not, not after your, uh, your hot streak, but for me, it's, it's just mainly, Oh, you know, it's a roller coaster, yeah, right? It you, is. you can't, you can't. We got like another two months and then it's nice and quiet again or ba- sad, not nice and quiet. Uh, so I've been 3d printing stuff. So most of my shop is 3d printed items. Uh, most of the woodworking <laughs> like holiday stuff, like cutting boards, uh, ornaments, things like that. I do by word of mouth and friends and family around here. So I haven't thrown up some uh, more listings. I got to do some more up. And as I'm getting more stuff ready for this craft fair, I'll be adding more listings to Etsy. Because I always say, anytime you make a project that you think is repeatable, take good photos of the finished project and then you know deliver it to your customer, just list it on Etsy. If you think it's something that you can provide easily, do it. But you want to, I've been kind of setting up processes for the holidays starting like July. You could, I mean, anyone that's like listening back through the episodes knows that I've been talking about like Christmas is around the corner, six months from now. And now we're, I mean, you've been talking about that since July. Yeah. And like, it's, it's <laughs> what, like 35 days? No, it's not like that. Like 30 oh, something, gosh. 40, under 40 days, I think, away from, uh, from Christmas itself. So you want to be ready way ahead of that time. Cause like I, like I talked about the mental health thing, like you don't, you don't want to be woodworking the four days leading up to Christmas. Like by the 20th, your shop should be closed. Enjoy your time. Don't, don't, don't spend all that time in a shop. And where I am in Northeast, like I'm freezing my butt off. I don't want to be in a shop. It's cold. It's cold there right now. And I don't want to do extra work in December if I don't need to. Um, oh, that's, I'm, I'm insulating my shop. I forgot to mention that. But I basically I've been starting prep, uh, and by prep I mean like I had all my boxes picked out, I had all my packing supplies ready, I laid out some plans for things on oh, yeah. launch. Um, there, I, I forgot all about that. I, you know, I stocked up on yeah. all my packages. Made sure to stock up on that. Anytime I see a sale, I try to stock up on it. I don't want to. I don't like sitting on a ton of inventory, but I'm okay with a, a little bit of it. So that's why I always have some cutting boards on hand and things like that because I've gotten into the habit that I make to sell instead of sell to make. So I don't sell something and then try to make it last minute. Around the holidays, I just offer what I have. And if they don't like it, they can look somewhere else. I, I hate to be so blunt about it, but most of the time people are going to be like, oh yeah, let me just pick from one of those like five or 10. You're going to be fine. So get on that um, and uh, just set up as many processes as you can and make it as smooth for yourself as possible because you don't want to burn out around the holidays. Enjoy it. Sam, are you doing any... Any sales or anything that you're prepping for the holidays or content-wise? actually the first year that I'm not doing any sort of handmade holiday projects um, or gifts. I just, like, couldn't – I didn't have the bandwidth for it. But what I will say is I want to just, like, jump on something you said a little bit there because 
sometimes people do better with less options. So sometimes if you, you know, are feeling, you know, feeling the burn a little bit, then offering less in your Etsy shop is a really good way to kind of force people to kind of choose something if they like your work, but also it avoids that like burnout phase on the creator side as well, because then you're not rushing to get all these custom things done last minute. Um, so I don't know. I was always, when I was doing Etsy, that was kind of my thing is whenever I was doing personalized work, it felt very overwhelming around the holidays, but whenever I was offering like more pre-made stuff that I already had inventory for, it just made life so much easier. Yep. I agree. Mike. Yeah, I dropped a lot of items and raised all my prices on my Etsy store because that is a garbage marketplace, hey. in my opinion. So <laughs> I just, I hate it there. I hate dealing with the people there. The reviews are stupid. Their opinions on things are dumb. And I just don't really care about interacting. They're like, for me, they're super low value customers. So I just kind of just don't care about Etsy anymore. I like, I raised all my prices on everything, dropped a bunch of items, and I just like, Someone bought a, f it's another a, a thing of like the lowest common denominator over there every single time. They're just like such low value customers. Like I, they buy something, it says what it is. It says it is not plans. It says it is a file to use on a CNC. They leave me a one star review because there's no plans. <laughs> it's like, how dumb are you? How are you this dumb of a, how did you even figure out how to navigate your way to Etsy to buy this thing? to leave a review and not read anything about it and then leave a bad review. It's unbelievable how dumb it's these people are over there. It's a lot of customer back I've, and forth. Yeah, I agree on that part, at least. <laughs> it's not worth my time for like a $9 item. Like if it's a $40,000 item, then yeah, we'll talk for like a couple emails back and forth and get it figured out. But if it's like a super dumb item like that, I just don't care anymore. So I just don't have time for those kind of stupid things. So the answer is no, I'm not doing that. Do you offer those <laughs> um, so files on like your website? Is that the only place you offer those files? Like, do you have a spot on your no, website? No, I have them on my site. I've like yeah. raised the price on everything on Etsy because I just don't want to do I like, I'm I'm just going to start shuttering that entirely and just offer those things on my site entirely. What's not where your business is I'm gonna anymore? Invest. It used to be more Etsy, now that anymore. No, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not. Like to me, the customer is just such a low value customer there. Like now, now a customer is a customer who like wants my work and wants to pay a premium for it. Over there, it's like, how cheap can I make this board for? And it's like, it's just a marketplace I don't want to be a part of anymore. So like now I'm like, how expensive can I make this board for? <laughs> Who's the customer that wants to buy it? That's where I'm at now. So it's just, for me, it's like, I don't want the stress of, of like a hundred orders that are worth $9 each. Like, I just don't want any of that stuff anymore. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it's so stressful trying to mentally wrap my head. Like I have enough stress wrap my head around like, 10 big orders wrapping my head around 50 tiny orders it just drives me insane and i just don't want any part of it anymore right but on so for the me, I'm flip like side on away. the flip side it is a good place like if you do batch things out throughout the year to kind of throw them up somewhere but you know oh i agree 100 percent like no 100 percent. like if that was my like pete just said it's just not my business model anymore if it was my business model it's a great way to do it because the seo is so good like the seo is so good the uh your your um your sales tax is handled that's a big uh, you're thing. gonna get a decent shipping rate through there um you're gonna there's all these things where it is a super good positive if your business is dialed for that and if it is then it's good and you should absolutely lean towards that just because i don't do it doesn't mean that makes sense for a lot of people yeah. I'm just saying for me for me and my business model it doesn't make sense anymore for me i don't like selling there anymore it 
That does not mean it is not a great place to sell items, especially if you're geared for that stuff. Yep. Um, if you're if you have a bunch of pre-made items, just like what Sam just said, if you have a bunch of pre-made items, or there's a there's a gal and I can't remember her name right now, and I and it, I'm it really she makes a ton of Disney stuff. Um, she has this thing, and I think she's kind of moved off of Etsy now, but I know she started there. So she's a, she's a content creator, but she does she makes a ton of, and she's got like thirty employees now, and she's crushing it. They make all these Disney things, and what they do is they have a sale once a month, and they have like. 400 items for sale. They open up the store at six in the morning. Everything is sold out by eight in the morning. Everything is sold out. And they'll roll, they'll, they'll do like 140,000 in like a day. It's nuts. And then they do that every couple of weeks or every month or so. And that's, then she used to do that on Etsy. And then now she's got, she kind of moved all that traffic to her own site and sees all that ad revenue. So that's, that's, but it like, it starts to go beyond that, that um, business model, but hundred percent. Like if you're ba- if you're make, making like a small run of stuff or even just have a bunch of rent like stuff pre made, hundred percent. It's great, great time of the year to like and, burn and through your, uh, your, your cutoff stock as well. Yeah, like I have I have a whole shipping literally a shipping container full of offcuts, but I have no time to make anything out of it. You know, it's like one of those things. It's like I need to like hire another employee just to like make offcut stuff. And then if I did that, that would make a lot of sense to like do Etsy again. So like, yeah, it is, it isn't smart. You to need a tchotchke guy entirely. Yeah. I need, I need, I need a chief tchotchke yeah. officer. <laughs> so, but yeah, I know that, I mean, Dan's crushing it over there. 10,000 10, a month is, is a really solid number to be proud of for sure. And that's really great. Like, it's just so good. And it's probably just going to get busier over keep, the next few keep weeks. Keep killing too, it, man. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Double it. Uh, yeah, the next qu- uh, question or next voicemail is from Toma. French. Hey guys, it's Toma. So, Mike, how was Pete's closet? Have you found any interesting stuff? All right, I'd like to ask about sponsorships. But first, Dan, Home Depot, what happened to Menard? Okay, so I guess to get a sponsorship, there is a case there is a case of a brand you really like and you ask them, it's simple. And then there's a case of Red Shadow Legend. Like what does Alex Steele or Jason from Bob and Moth? I really don't believe they really like NordVPN or the man groomer. How do they get those? Is it the company reaching them or they have a guy or an agency do it for the creator. Also, what does the newbie should expect from a sponsorship? Thank you. Pete, I know there is no easter egg again this week, but honestly, I didn't add any interesting one. Maybe, I don't know, I could just think the Marseillaise or read the recipe of French baguette. I don't know, honestly, I'm going to... Quit slacking, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, I think this question is really in your wheelhouse. Uh, I want to throw it to you first. It's talking about sponsorships. I know you love that stuff. I do. I I know you love talking about that stuff. I love it. Um, So I think, like, there are a couple of things that were brought up in this question, right? Like, being a newbie, getting sponsorships and what to expect how to find sponsorships and like basically how to work with brands you love, right. Versus like <laughs> brands, you know, that maybe you. That pay the that, bills. Yeah, yeah. That pay the bills. Um, so, so in terms of let's talk about the newbie thing first, cause I think that's a great place to start. If you're someone who is 
in the content creation world and you're interested in, you know, gaining sponsorships or working with companies, I think one of the best things to do is be organic about it. You know, like if you're sharing content and you're using certain tools that you love, like tag that company, you know, let them know you love their stuff, show them what you're making with your stuff. Eventually the hope is that turns into them kind of recognizing your work a little bit and then being able to, you know, dive deeper into a partnership that is mutually beneficial for both of you. Um, I know for me, like that's how I started. I was, you know, using a lot of DAP products, for instance, and actually they were the first company to kind of reach out to me and say, hey, we noticed you're using a lot of our products Like, we should be paying you for that. And I was like, that's a thing, really? And so, awesome. you know, like, yeah, like that's how I got my first sponsorship. I know that's how there are certain people who get their first sponsorships that way. But definitely, you know, don't be afraid to give some love to brands that you actually love. Uh, and see where that kind of takes you. I don't know. That's how I feel about the newbie thing. Do you guys have anything to add to that? Uh, I have none to add. I think that's that's great insight. Yeah, and yeah. I always hear that's called like the courting courtship period. Like court the brand. Yeah. You know, like get them, let them know that you, you know, put yourself on their radar for sure. Like it makes yourself uh, visible to and them. And also, like talk um, maybe if you reach out to the brand to do the work. Um, you want to make sure you're, because keep in mind, there's someone at the other end of that conversation, mm-hmm. whether it's an intern or an agency or an exec at the company or whatever. Like it's a person. It's a person. They also don't. They get pitched to all day. Try to make sure that they have the least amount of work and the most, the biggest value add from talking to you. So maybe hit, if you hit them up about a project, they'll be like, "Hey, I use your products. Give me products for money." That's not gonna work. Maybe try, hey, I love your products. It's great. I have this thing coming up. Uh, I was wondering if you guys would be interested in maybe sponsoring. I'm working on this. I use your products in this way. I was thinking about doing that. And I have this video planned out. And this is what I was going to do. What are your thoughts? That person basically just has to approve it or decline it or bring it up to whoever you did all the work for them. So make sure you provide a value add if you're really trying to get your foot in the door. And then when you make it to like Sam's level, uh, it makes the conversation a lot easier because you know what value you're bringing. It, it it helps you establish your worth to those people. As so as the smallest account on this call, like like I would say that's my thing that's helped me grow the most with brands as I'm still starting out. I made a face at Sam's level. I'm like I don't know what that means. Um, Stop it. <laughs> but no, the other thing I would just add to that, and like I think that that's also really great insight. The other thing I would add to that is like, look, you have to understand too, like from a brand perspective. A partnership means that it's mutually beneficial. You're getting something out of that and they're getting something out of that. You know, you, if you're feeling like for me, for instance, if I feel passionate about like a particular circular saw brand, like I want to share that with my audience. And in turn, you know, I'm telling that brand like, hey, I love this circular saw. I want to share this with my audience in turn, like that hopes that they'll love this circular saw too and purchase it, right? Like there's a mutual love there and there's a benefit there for both parties. So like that's something to keep in mind too. Like art, do you want to partner with this brand because you genuinely feel like your audience would benefit from this product? Like that's a big thing to think about. Like I... Yes, are there times where people partner with brands that they may not 
organically use all the time sure but the hope is that like if they hate the product they're not going to move forward with that sponsorship the hope is like they find something beneficial in that product that they're sharing with you right so i guess that kind of folds into the second part of that question but yeah like there are going to be brands that either reach out to you that or mostly reach out to you that maybe you've never heard of before but there have been times that i've tried out brands and they're just not a great fit. And I'm not afraid to go back to that company and say, listen, I tried your product. It didn't work for me for these reasons. And therefore like, like Shark Tank, where they're like, I'm out. Right. But it's like, <laughs> you know, this is, I, so I'm not going to share it with my audience. Cause I just, if I don't see the benefit in it, I don't see how they can as well. But most times, you know, there are going to be times when you do get sponsorships where you're like, all right, I'll try this thing. It pays the bills. It is pretty cool. I think someone might benefit from it. Like, let's do that. Um, but many times, yes, those are sponsorships that come to you either like directly or if you work with a brand manager or an agency or something like that. Yep. Super good advice. Anyone else got anything to add? No. I think Sam's no. kind of got, got that part covered. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Don't do that. We need you to talk into the mic. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'll drop it. I won't drop my mic. Okay, but I'll keep it right here. Well, I've got actually good news because we're actually, we're done with the show. <laughs> so, I mean, you can actually drop your mic. No, that was the last question. So uh, that was it. Yeah, sponsorships yeah. are cool. Thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Oh, no, thanks for having me. This was fun. And yeah. I stayed up past my bedtime for you guys and it was totally worth it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we like to hear. Solid. It was a solid decision on your part to agree to do this. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, this was really great. Check out Sam on YouTube. She's awesome. Check out her Patreon if you want to <gasps> you know, give her some extra support yes, if check you out want Patreon. to. That's yes, a, it is new, but we have uh, a cool little community there. I have a Discord going on. We all share pictures of our oh, puppies snap. and our pets, and it's like the best ever. So I come join that Discord. Yeah. That's sweet. Come join my Discord. Well, good luck. It's three hundred dollars a no, month. I, I, I was like, well, first of all, I was like number one or two yes, to actually yes. sub to the channel. Yes, so. you were. Yes, I have to recognize that. Thank you very much. Can um, support it. No, it's awesome. But yeah, no, it's been an awesome little like community there. It's something that I'm I'm really proud That's of. That's so cool. And yeah, it's fun. That's my, cool. The Discord brings me so much joy. Like I'll just occasionally get a ping from it, and it's like a picture of a puppy sleeping wrapped in a blanket. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna this be is honest. I have no idea what Discord. is. <gasps> I'll tell oh, you when you're it's older. Like, <laughs> it's like a it's chat. Like a, it's, it's like a, a chat room. Like a chat yeah. Yeah, chat it's room. an AOL like chat like, room, but cooler yeah. like and for an young AIM kids. AIM chat room. <laughs> can I change my font to like Papyrus? And yeah, you can like change? list your ASL in there and stuff. Yeah. So like, it's great. You, With like sure, a rainbow. Color? Make sure when you type, it's like lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. Okay, that's Oof, like the only. I've way I've done we that talk once. It gave me an aneurysm. That's literally how we list a pre-show. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh well this got derailed but go check, <laughs> go out, check out Sam's Sam. Patreon go check her out on Instagram check her out on Facebook and TikTok you're all over there on TikTok yeah. right I mean you just don't like that place yeah. right because it's like a obviously it's a it's aspiring ran by China it's just like one um, more thing you know <laughs> yeah that's hard to, and that's hard be to real to she's over she's there check her out She's a I'm kid. definitely never gonna join and be real. Like that's just not gonna happen. No, she says same, that watch in like same. six months. She's remember when like, you said you weren't gonna join Instagram? Yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> remember when you said you want you weren't gonna was, join TikTok? Yeah. I'll never leave my space. 
Oh, what was the one that Graz tricked us into joining? Space, Space. Space. <laughs> Space. What is that? Somebody Stupid remade Don't MySpace. worry about it, Sam. It's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, they like recoded MySpace and made it entirely And it was like again, open source. Space it was, it, it, <laughs> don't recommend it. It looks that. exactly like the old MySpace. Did everybody like take those pictures where they hold their phone like three feet above their head and take the sick angle? <laughs> Wait, those are out of style. I still, do, I still do that. Oh, no. With like a potato camera? <laughs> With the flip phone. A, a razor yeah. flip phone? Yeah. <laughs> so baller. No, uh, go check out Sam. She's great. You'll like what you see. She does really cool stuff. It's really fun following along with you, Sam. Uh, and check out, you know, Dan, Pete, myself. We all got cool yeah. stuff coming on. Check out our YouTube channels. Check out the podcast YouTube channel. <laughs> we really are I'm over a thousand marketing subs. the podcast. I made it. Hey. Oh, nice, dude. Now, the podcast page is not. What the French toast? Yeah, the Come on, everyone. Pages. We're like 50 away. Watch. They'll give away their what love and support if you, they hit a thousand subs. Yes. Yeah, if we hit a thousand, that'd be dope. No, uh, but go check us all out. Give us all some love. We'll, we will not be here next week. Next week is Thanksgiving, oh, right. so uh, we will not have an episode. And Right. Sam, sorry. I didn't mean to break the news. <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, the week after that, we have uh, Amanda Russell, Sawdust Woman, will be on the show joining us. And then the week after that, we have Johnny Lambert joining us on the 8th. So uh, we will be back in two weeks. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving, and we all hope you have a great time. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry you Thanksgiving. Guys think, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a long time. Bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs>